I hope that you are so excited to be at church this week, just so I can gauge if you're as excited as I am excited. Are you guys excited to be at church this weekend? Are you happy to be here, all of our campuses? I'm telling you, today you are going to be so charged up and you're going to take some steps. Listen, I, I just don't want to miss everything that God is doing. Everybody likes to be on a winning team, and you are on a winning team here at Faith Promise, thanks to God and His favor and everything that He is doing here. Now, today, before we talk about all the ways that we're winning and all the things that God is doing, I have to just, I just want to start out by telling you, there is more playing time for you. There is more commitment for you, on not just on this team of Faith Promise, but in God's kingdom. Today, God is going to challenge you to more, and I pray that whatever God challenged you to, that you would take that step. And I'm going to break one of the rules of communication, and I'm going to give you multiple steps to take. And there are some people that need to take all the steps, so I need you to lean in and listen to what the Holy Spirit is calling you to and be obedient. But when it comes to playing time and, and when it comes to getting in the game, let, let me put it to you this way. Does anybody recognize this guy right here? Now, if you're an Oregon fan, maybe you recognize him. I'll tell you who it is here in just a moment, but not a lot of people knew who this guy is. Now, I'm going to put another person up there. Remember, you're at church, okay, before you say anything or do anything, okay? But maybe do you recognize this next guy? Yes, we recognize, hey, 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 we are in Manning country. There's no cheers, but we don't boo either. You know, same thing. So we recognize him. Now, the reason, the, here's what's weird. The first guy, Adrian Clem, he has three Super Bowl rings. But he is most famous for having the most, most Super Bowl rings without playing any postseason games. That means that he was on the team and got rings but didn't play. Now, I'm about to say something that, is pretty challenging, and I actually do not hear it discussed very often because I think it is challenging, but we have to wrap our hearts and our minds around it. We don't hide from the hard things here at Faith Promise. And here's what I want us to think about, is that the team that we're on, Team Jesus, will win in the end, but we get to be a part of what the score will be. So we, we're on Team Jesus, and at the end, if you've read the end of the book, that Jesus wins in the end, but something wild is that we get to be a part of what the score will be in the end. Now, to be very clear, what the score in, what the score is at the end, it's not popularity, it's not followers, it's not 401k, it is the amount of people in heaven and the amount of people in hell. In the end, in eternity, that is all that matters. And Jesus has chosen Christians. Jesus has chosen his church to be the method of multiplying his kingdom here on earth. And we are on that team. And just, just to point out in Jesus' words, before Jesus went to the, the press box of heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to be our coach on the field, in one of his last team meetings, this is what he says to the disciples, to his team, to his church, which involves us now. This is in Matthew 28, 17 through 20. A lot of people, when they read this verse, they leave out verse 17, but I think it is so important. 
in verse 17, it says, When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. The reason I always leave that in there is because a lot of us have a hard time because we doubt what God wants to do in us and through us. But listen, there were people looking at Jesus right before he went to heaven who still doubted, and he didn't ask them to leave before he gave them the plague. He says this, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So he says, I'm the boss. I'm the coach. Let me give you some direction. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Jesus said, go to everywhere, everywhere, every part of your city, every part of the world, and tell them about Jesus, and then teach them to obey everything that I have taught you, and I'll be with you while you do it. This is the play drawn up by Jesus. This is the one that he gave us to run. We all have an affinity. We all have spiritual gifts that you learn about in next steps, that we all have things that we are to do, but we cannot escape. This is what we're all called to do. That's why as a church, we exist, our vision, we exist to win the world by equipping Christ followers to win their world, starting, starting with 1% of Tennessee, starting with 70,000 people, because there's people who need Jesus. And listen, we're excited about everything God's doing, and maybe I'm just greedy, but I believe that there's more. Let's make it really personal. At all of our campuses, if you're watching at home, wherever you might be, if there's somebody in your life who either doesn't know Jesus or is far from Jesus, would you just raise your hand? Somebody you know, love, who's far from Jesus. Virtually every hand is raised. Look, those are all victories. Those are all battles and wins that God has called us to press into. Let's take a moment and pray for those people right now. God, right now when we raise our hands, everybody had a name that came to mind. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would draw them into a relationship with you. God, I pray that today that either you would, ju- you would just let them know supernaturally that you love them, that you would send a believer in their life to love on them, to speak a word of knowledge over them, or to share the gospel. But God, I pray that you would mobilize us, that you would move us today, whatever you say, that we would obey There's people who raise their hands, but they won't be the people to win them. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's the person beside them. That's why whenever I go to the gym or I go to Kroger, it is so important, Holy Spirit, that I'm listening to you because of all these hands that were raised. And same thing with the one that was raised from me. God, please move us today. Mobilize the saints. Mobilize your church. God, we get to be a part of what the score will be in the end. In your precious name we pray, amen, amen. Well, hey, I want to welcome you uh, to Faith Promise Church. What an unbelievable day you've chosen to be with us. If you're live at a campus, live online, God behind bars, we are thrilled about what God is doing. And today we're going to brag on God, right? But we're also going to get our game plan ready for the fall where we believe we will see God win more than we've ever seen him win before. And so what I want to do to get us going the right direction is I want to tell us some stories or some testimonies. In the Bible, it it calls them testimonies. And I love this verse, and you've heard me say it. In Revelation 12, 11, 
it says this, they, that's Christians, they triumph over him, that's the devil, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb. Now that's Jesus' sacrifice, which we love that, we receive that. But it also says, and by the word of their testimonies. That's the things that God is doing in and through us. That's the miracles that we're seeing, the transformation that we're seeing in our lives and in the lives of others. But I love this last part that we don't read all the time. It says, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink back from death. Let me give you just an equation real quick. The blood of the lamb, Jesus' sacrifice, plus the word of our testimonies equals a faith that doesn't even back down from death. Now listen, we're about to start school back, right? Kids, students, young adults, college, we're about to start school back. And listen, if you want kids that are, that are they're, they're not uh, victims and they're not oppressed and they're, 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 they're not struggling, then send them back with a faith of an overcomer. If you want bold kids and bold students and a bold family, then tell the stories of what God has and is doing. I don't want to send my kids to school or really anywhere to play defense. Don't take candy from strangers. Don't get in vans, even if they have a dog, right? We've all had this conversation. You can't go pet the puppy, all these things. I don't want them just living their life like, oh my gosh, I hope nothing happens to me. I want them living their life being like, well, if you parted a Red Sea, I could probably pray for that person. Well, Dad said that that person laid their crutches down at the altar and ran back to their seat. Dad said that Alex got healed from cancer. Mom and Dad, I mean, I want our kids just to be brimming with this faith that overcomes even death. Is that just me? Are you guys alive today? Are we excited about that? It's going to get, it's going to get, there's some stories today that's going to blow your mind. And so let's just, let's just jump right into these testimonies. And I just pray as you feel the Holy Spirit just expanding your faith. Don't hide from it. Just grab onto it and obey what he says. Let's, let's watch this video together. I was like, we celebrate every time somebody gets saved and baptized, right? That's awesome. But it gets even better. See, let me give you some context. The week after summer fun, where we saw 77 kids make a decision for Jesus, we sent out, and that's, that's worth celebrating too. Thank you. Thank you. Right? It's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. We sent out some materials for parents because we know that parents are the primary disciplers of their kids not the church that you are, we're just here to serve you. We sent out these materials and another miracle happened. A mom used it, it was crazy, it was crazy. And she sits down and her family and her three kids do it and all three of those kids realize they want a relationship with Jesus and all three got saved. Now, I love when people get saved at church, but I envision a day where more people are saved in the community then in the walls of a church, and we come together on Sunday at services to celebrate and to baptize all the ministry that's done through you throughout the week. So all three of those kids get saved, right? 
But the night before they're scheduled to get baptized, their dad realizes he hasn't taken that step of obedience and faith yet himself. And so he calls and says, hey, if my kids are going to get baptized, I need to lead the way and get baptized. So maybe you didn't notice it in the video, but look at this picture. Look behind him at his three kids watching their dad say, hey, I want to lead the way, guys. Hey, listen, I want to lead the way in that faith. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I have a picture of when I got baptized because Faith Palmas was in the mall and it was in like a, a kiddie pool or something. Like, it was whatever. But can you imagine looking back on the picture of when you got baptized and seeing your dad have the humility and the faith to get in the water before you and then turn around and baptize you? Is that not amazing? That's so good. So good. I'm telling you, God can do so much. He can move mountains with the faith the size of a mustard seed. Just the obedience to say, I'll do it. I'll talk to that person. I'll pray for that person. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you call me to do, God. Here, here let me give you another one because we just had a movement conference. And I want to read you this text message uh, that we got. And uh, it will be on the screen, but just let me read it to you in case you can't see it. Uh, one of our student, this is a text to one of our student pastors. It says, dude, right? That, that's dude, pastor, really interchangeable. Dude, when I tell you that I was down and a slave to my addiction, I was so deep in it, I was hiding it from everyone. But now I can proudly say I am done with my addiction and I am free and I will no longer be a slave to my sin. Now, that's, that's unbelievable in itself, but obviously you can see that there's more before the, uh, the, the rock gift that I sent, right? And so you keep on going. And this is what this 12th grade young man said. It was so moving. I cannot wait for this week to be able to get back around my community and be able to share the growth with my people to go and win his world. I tear up just thinking about how great God truly is. I mean, the weight that's been lifted. I mean, not only do I feel so happy with just life, but I am so grateful for how God is. I mean, just, I, I used to think bad about myself, but now I know without a doubt I'm a son of the Most High King. With that in mind, who can stand against? It's so good. That's a 12th grade young man heading back to win his world. Uh, listen, listen, people are throwing this generation away. They're throwing the future of our nation and the church away. But listen, the, the, the kids and students and young adults right now, listen, they are not the next generation. They are not the never generation. They are the now generation. And we won't just make a space for them to be, but we will equip them to go out and to win their world, to see revivals in middle schools and high schools and neighborhood and college campuses. And listen, Faith Promise, we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it, right? And let's amens for that. We're going to do it. We're going to send them out so that we, we can, I, I've been saying it, I'm, I'm fine to follow our students our young adults and our kids into revival. God is winning the world through his people, through his church. But can I ask you, what position are you playing? Where are you sitting? Are you, are you getting a ring for riding the bench? Listen, that's not why God drafted you. Listen, he doesn't just see more in you. 
He put more in you. Does that make sense? This is not like a guess, amen, right? Listen, there's no guesswork by God, and I'm not just being a nice position coach here, like talking you up. In God's word, it says, Ephesians 2.10, for we, and listen, if you, can I, just, can I just pass you for a second? If you disqualify yourself from that verse, you are being directly disobedient to God. For we, it doesn't say we except you. It says we, Christ followers, are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to sit the bench. Created in Christ Jesus to, to maybe one day. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Listen, there are plays drawn up in God's playbook that have your name on them. Not mine. Not somebody else's. Your name on them. I'm never going to go into your classroom. I'm never going to go into your place of work. I'm definitely not going to show up whenever you and your wife are fighting. That's a fight, a play that you are called to win, man of God, by humbling yourself, laying your life down, and loving her like Christ loved you. So let me ask again. The, the war is being waged for the only score that matters, which is people going to heaven and people going to hell. What position do you play in? Let me tell you one more story, one more testimony. It's one of my favorites. Um, this is a picture of, uh, of just a family. It means a ton to me. Uh, the, the, the Darling family. And uh, they're, they're, as they promise, committed uh, to win their world. They're actually in this service, and they're, they're awesome. And there's a young man in the picture in the blue shirt who's actually uh, adopted into this family. A couple of years ago, before the service, I went up to him while he was worshiping, and I said, hey, man, because of your faithfulness, because of your obedience, there's going to be thousands of people today who are never the same. He's a sixth grader. And because he's a sixth grader, he got to go to movement conference for the first time this year. And, and uh, last weekend, I saw Jonathan in the lobby and more friends, so I was talking with him, and I said, hey, man, how did Alex like movement? And, uh, and I, honestly, I was bracing myself a little bit because, you know, there's, there's 850 students and leaders. It can get a little wild, right? I've been in student ministry 10 years. You never know what you're going to hear happen. And so I'm like, hey, man, what happened? And then Jonathan Darling was speechless, which that's a miracle in itself, right? And so I knew something crazy happened. And he told me that Alex told him that his highlight of movement was that he found another sixth grader who's going to go to the same school that he's going to that is also adopted. Now, this is news to me, but apparently sometimes kids can get made fun of for being adopted, which is a good thing that I haven't heard that because I'd be in jail for disciplining somebody else's child. Uh, that's a different sermon, not, not about today, right? And John told me that Alex and his new friend knelt down at a prayer service on Saturday night and they prayed for each other, and they prayed that God would use their situation to help them win their world this school year. He didn't tell John that his highlight was hanging out or playing video games or, or hazing his group leader, even though I'm sure all of those things happened. He said that his favorite part was kneeling down and praying with a now-generation young man that they would go and win their world in sixth grade at a middle school. Is that not unbelievable? God 
is winning the world. What part are you playing? Our vision as a church is that we exist to win the world by equipping Christ followers within their world, you and me, starting with 1% of Tennessee. What's that mean? How, do we, how are we equipped to win our world? It's too simple. They're not easy, but they're simple steps. First one is what is next in your walk with God. And the next one is who is next for you to impact for eternity. And can I just tell you this? Just, I love you, but can I tell you with authority today? I'm about to give you two, uh, really all, in all, in the next couple minutes, three what is next steps. And if you are not taking these steps, you need to take them. It is what's best for your walk with God. It is what's best for your church. And listen, the what is next step, the two I want you to consider right now, what is next your walk with God, you need to be serving on the winning team, and you need to be giving generously financially. You need to be serving on the winning team. That's why we talk about next steps every week to get you onboarded and on the team. Listen, God's never going to send us more people that we can love and care for. And listen, everybody wants to hear more of these stories, more of these testimonies that are so amazing. They're so faith-building that they overcome fear, even the fear of death. Listen, the two things that are holding us back most from doing what God has called us to do are nickels and noses, are money and people. Now, sure, we can keep on doing what we're doing. We can keep, we keep it at 12 campuses. We can stay about 6,500 people. We can be fine. We can be a big church. But listen, I don't know about you, but that's not good enough. Until not every single person raises their hand and says, I have somebody I love that's far from God. Until that's not the case, we can't stop scoring. Listen, there's some games where, you know, maybe you're in a Little League game and you get up by two points and it's fine. We need to run the score up as much as we can while the clock is still rolling. Let me remind us, listen, the team we're on, Team Jesus, will win in the end. But we get to be a part of what the final score will be. So, hey, the first one, I, let's just skip ahead to it. I don't want to run out of time. Today, are you giving generously. When I say giving generously, do not hear me talk about an amount of money. There's somebody who can be given $5,000 a month and somebody who's given $5 a month and this five is much more generous than the 5,000. I'm not talking about an amount. I'm saying, is it a part of your budget and a part of your consistency to give generously? There'll be a QR code on the screen. I'm going to pray for us here in a second. Here's what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask that you go to that QR code while I pray. And I'm going to ask you, I'm not talking about an amount. That's between you and the Lord. I'm asking that you set up, this is what me and my family do. This is what my mom and dad do. This is what my in-laws do. I'm going to ask you just to set up a reoccurring giving. It's the first thing that goes out of our check. And actually, Rachel and I made it to the goal, it's the largest thing that goes out of our check. Because there's nothing else we could sow into more important than the kingdom of God being built through his church. I'm going to pray for some obedience right now. And there's a lot of us that need to scan that code and follow in not just one-time obedience, consistent <laughs> obedience. Let me pray for us. God, right now, there's a war going on for obedience. And I pray that we would be obedient. Holy Spirit, that you would prevail. 
right now. People get funny when we talk about money, and that's because the enemy likes to use it to set up idols and to set up confusion and to set up distraction. But God, right now, I pray for a laser focus. God, that we would be committed to building your kingdom with our time, our talent, and our treasure. Because the most important thing is the score in the end, people in heaven and people in hell. And I pray that we are physically and financially investing in something, the church, that is solely interested in how many people are going to heaven and how many people are going to hell. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, that will come up again at the end. But hey, there's another action step I want to encourage you towards, and that is towards the winning team. Listen, uh, step one of next steps is, is at all of our campuses tonight at six. And I just wanna, I just wanna encourage you as much as I can to step in. Can I actually make it really specific? And I want ev everybody should be serving. Everybody should be serving. Everybody. But can I get real specific? Under 20% of our winning team, which is what we call the people who serve at Faith Promise, under 20% is from 11 to 34. Now, just stick with me. 80% of people who give their life to Christ give their life to Christ before they're 18. So we are hell-bent on pursuing young families. Hey, young families, students, young adults, and young families, if you are sold out to winning your world, serve. That's something me and my dad have fought and fought about is that my generation, millennials and Zs, that we are very purpose-driven with our social media posts. Few people get saved that way, amen? So, hey, hey, and I'm, I'm a millennial, but we're going to lead the way. And whenever young families come in and students come in and young adults come in, they will see themselves in the greeters. They will see themselves in the group leaders. They will see themselves in the prayer team members. They'll see themselves holding babies. They'll see themselves and know, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be a part of this. And so tonight is step one. If you are not serving, please get off of the bench and start playing. We don't have time to read it, but can I just tell you, there will be a time whenever the clock runs out and we won't get to tell anybody else about Jesus. And actually in, in Revelation 21 verse 4, it says when Jesus comes back, he will have to wipe every tear from people's eye. I wonder what tears he's wiping away. It's tears of regret when people realize they spent their whole life winning at the wrong game. Keeping their kids safe, keeping their bank account safe. Whenever... What game are you winning at? What game are you playing in? What's getting your best? And you may think, Zach, man, I've tried, I've tried giving, I've tried serving, and it's hard to stay consistent. And I get that. The world is hell-bent on you being distracted. One of the things that we do that helps keep people consistent are groups. And everybody got a card in your seat that you want to either join a group or you want to lead a group. And I just cannot encourage you enough. Take this step. I know I'm giving you a lot of steps this weekend, but please, any step that you're not taking, we wouldn't ask you. Hey, can I, just, can I just shoot you straight? It's more work if you take these steps for us. More people to contact, more people to pray for, more kids to find childcare for. Please, let us do it. That's what we're doing. 
right? We want to serve you. Your purpose is our passion. Come on. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this real quick. Let me, let me give you another testimony. This is from North Knox, and uh, this was sent in about groups. I just want to thank you for organizing the teacher's bags at Serve Day. I also want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be a part of this amazing gesture to our community schools. My family is attending Faith Promise as a direct result from a past Faith Promise outpouring loving their community. Several years ago, a group from Faith Promise brought lunch to the staff at Sturkey Elementary. I was not attending church consistently at the time. I remember the loving kindness that was showed to us teachers. I talked with my husband, and we gave Faith Promise to try the next weekend. We've been attending ever since. I, uh, I am so appreciative for Faith Promise. My youngest, has accepted, uh, my youngest has accepted Jesus, and both my girls have been baptized here at Faith Promise. My whole family is now serving and growing in their relationship with God at Faith Promise. My oldest has grown uh, so much over the last two summers at the internship. She loves working and learning about all things production. My youngest helps with K-3 worship. She loves attending Faith Promise. Our family would not be where it is today if we had not visited Faith Promise. We have been, uh, we have, uh, vi we, and we visited because of the love shown through serving the community with groups. Listen, I'm aware it's more time. And I don't think any of you guys sat down this week thinking, you know, I just got more time I know what to do with, you know. I wonder if I should binge watch to the Netflix show. I wonder, you know, well, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just bored. Nobody's saying that. I get that. Now, right now it's time for what we call priority blocking. What's the most important? And you giving generously, you being on the winning team, and you joining or listening, and you'll know it. The Holy Spirit's about to poke you. Some of you guys should be leading a group. You should be leading a group. You should be leading a group. Making more space for more people. We'll talk about that more next week. But hey, listen, here in a second, I'm going to pray and we're going to pass the buckets and I want you to fill this out and put it in or, or maybe the communication card, you have a question about next steps or giving generously or you just need prayer and listen, your purpose is our passion, so please let us know. But we're going to worship here in a second, and can we just, can, can we just, listen, think about it differently. These things that we just talked about, giving generously, serving, and, and being in a group, those are not obligations. Those are celebrations. The fact that when we pray, God hears us, and not just that, but that he allows us to be a part of this team to win the world, it's crazy. And that is what all these things are geared towards, equipping you to win your world. Before we respond, will you stand and let's pray. God, we come before you right now across all of our campuses, at home, at the gym. We're, we're, we're standing and we're praying. God, we ask right now for the boldness to be obedient, the boldness to get off the bench generosity that we would give generously serving that we would join the winning team or or groups that we would jump in a group that we would lead a group god please 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 move us move us in your name we pray amen hey before we worship is one thing i just want to make sure that you know we're putting our money where our mouth is um
Next week, we'll, we'll talk more about it, and you'll get it if you put on the group stuff. But for the next 10 weeks, for the next 10 weeks, we will have groups at our campuses with child care so that we can take away all the hurdles, all the things that are standing in the way. We can take those away so that people can join in group. So please, don't let anything hold you back from all that God has for you. Let's worship for this celebration of being a part of building the kingdom.